Welcome to the evolution of culture, hustle culture, which has naturally played itself out. Welcome to the Hustle Culture Hater Club Podcast. We don't glamorize hustle. We promote empowerment over exhaustion. Your life, your biz, your rules. And now your host, Heather Kehoe, bringing F-bombs and truth bombs. This is the Hustle Culture Hater Club. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Hustle Culture Hater Club podcast. Now, this one I have entitled, Dear Real Estate Agents, Pull Yourselves Together. Now, everyone knows I'm not only a coach, I am a real estate agent. And I have been for over 10 years. Now, I am very, very vocal about the shit storm that goes on in our industry. And 80% of the time, it's agents that, that cause it. So here's the thing. When you are a real estate agent, you are working in the best interest of your client. Okay. It is not your job to be emotionally unstable. It is not your job to get personally invested in every single deal. It is your job to guide and educate your client to the best of your knowledge and ability. So, so many times we are, you know, we're, we're going on social media, social media, real estate agents and social media crack me up because so much of it's the same, right? It's like, look at me. I'm awesome. Look at all these houses that I sold. Look at all my awards. Look at me, how like, um, photoshopped I am so on, so forth. Me, 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 me. And it's all about how amazing their real estate career is. Well, I'm here to like uh, burst that bubble. No one's real estate career, if they are actually a great real estate agent, is absolutely perfect. And you know what? I'm here to tell you about the things that go wrong. And I, again, I'm very, very open on my Instagram. (laughs) because that is real. Okay. So, and again, this just happened to me today. Okay. So these are real life experiences that I have gone through myself. And again, it's how agents responded and how I would, you know, suggest that they respond and frame, you know, reframe, reframe their mindset and the way that they, you know, respond to other agents and their clients. So let's talk about one of the common things that can happen in real estate. So everything's going along. You have, um, you've got a listing. Let's just take my listing. Uh, this happened today and, you know, an agent brought the deal And it was, you know, everything was going along smoothly. Um, You know, I'd asked him if the clients were pre-approved. Yes, they were. Today was supposed to be the home inspection. And I get a message from this agent saying, you know what? Um, My clients cannot get 
their mortgage approved and we're canceling the inspection and the deal cannot go through. Now he went on to explain to me that, you know what, they did everything they can. Their lender did this, that, and the other. Now take into account here, there was a change in interest rates by the t- from the time they wrote the offer till today. The interest rates went up and that will 100% affect people. If they were kind of borderline on their pre-approval, this, this could push them over the edge to not get the approval. Now, as agents, we don't write deals to crash them. No one ever wants to do that. And you know what? For I, I've been in that situation where shit has gone wrong. Maybe it's an inspection that went south or you know, maybe my client did not listen to me and they went and racked up their credit card before their final approval. Things can happen. You know, and this agent was obviously like very apologetic. We did everything we could. And I said, you know, that sucks hundred percent, but you know what shit happens. It does. And, um, I appreciate you letting me know today instead of waiting another couple days till when removal was supposed to happen. And, um, you know, that way I can get the property, you know, refreshed, relisted and, um, get it sold again. Now in my experience, uh, because here's the thing, what if that client or what if that agent has another client and wants to write an offer, another offer with a client that has no finance issue at all. And I was a total asshole to them. How's that going to play out? And who is it benefiting? The only person that it's actually benefiting would be my ego because I basically stroked my ego. Now, there have been times where I have had two crash deals and I've been in this business for 10 years. I am one of the top agents. Like I said, it's not something I'm like splatter all over um, social media, but I am. And that doesn't come from crashing deals for shits and giggles. There's sometimes it, your hands are tied. And I have had agents react to me like, what? Are you kidding? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my God, this is just great. Well, send me the, you know, conditions not removed. And they're just a total asshole. And I'm like, you know, I hope when you get off this raging text that you're sending me, that you take a few moments and realize like, I really hope that my client never, ever wants to buy your one of your listings because you are a complete jackass to deal with. And karma comes around in this business a lot. So being an asshole to a person because they are doing their job and yeah, it was a shitty turnout. Nobody wanted it, the deal to crash. That could come back to bite you in the ass. And again, that is all ego. So reacting to, you know, (laughs) deals crashing, pull it together, real estate agents, pull it together. All right. My second favorite, favorite one. This is like, when there, now there are agents who will just, they will just take listings to have listings. Personally, me, if you are not going to be within $10,000 range of what I want you to list at, 
or what I show you the comparables and like stats, it's not worth my time. Honestly, it really isn't. Um, again, markets can change, but if, if you know, this house is like grossly overpriced, I'm not taking it because it's a waste of my time. It's a waste of the seller's time because they're just going to get pissed off at me um, because they didn't want to listen to me in the first place. But there are some agents who will be like, oh, seller, what do you want to list at? 100%. Let's do it because they're just in such a lack of mindset that they will take anything just to, you know, get a listing. And then what they do is have to, you know, keep reducing, keep reducing, keep reducing. The seller keeps getting more and more pissed off and it ends up selling less, you know, for less than if they would have listed it right in the first place. But my point being is when you list a house that is overpriced and it has been sitting on the market for like 30, 40, 50, 60 days, okay, hello. In these markets, if a house is priced correctly and shows well, it sells the first day. So your house is overpriced. Your listing is overpriced. I'm sorry that you didn't have, you know, the courage to have a real sit down with your clients and you were just in in so much of a lack of mindset that you would just take it. Um, That's not my problem. So when I'm with my buyers, for example, and they ask me, you know, what do you think about this price? And I tell them, well, you know what? I think it's about like $30,000 overpriced. And here's the comparables that have sold. And the house has been sitting here for 50 days. And I'm one of those agents that it's like, hey, you want to put an offer on this house? Let's do it. Let's do it. Because it's just sitting here and it's either going to be yes, no, or a counter offer. Now, what I love is when I send an offer that is actually what the house is worth and the seller's agent automatically flips out. Flips out. This is such a low ball offer. And you know, my my first question is, okay, so how many others do you have? That usually will shut them up for a little bit, but uh, you know, they have zero other offers. Zero. Um, so responding to me in that way, you know, it's just going to roll off my back because I know, I know it is your ego. I know that. And now you're going to look bad in front of your seller, right? Because you basically took any price that they told you and you didn't guide them for fear of losing the listing. So now you're in this predicament and you got this offer. You're taking it out on me. I'm just going to be like, okay, you know what? Look at Send us a counter offer, deny it. My people are buying a house. We'll just go put an offer on another one. Now, I understand that that listing agent is like, shit, I need to present this to my seller. And I have to somehow explain that, you know what, this is actually really what the price should be. And I fucked up. And I, you know what? It's happened to me. It has happened to every great real estate agent. If somebody tells you that it hasn't, they are lying. They are lying. So sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and tuck away your ego and be like, hey, you know what? We haven't got any other offers. We have got this one. Here's what other houses have sold for in the last month. 
thinking we should either accept this or counter it. Or you can be pissy pants, egomaniac real estate agent who's going to flip out at me and just react and um, kill a deal before it even happens. So come on again. Real estate agents, pull it together. Take a breather. That is not your money. And, and I'll tell you something. It is not your decision if you are going to accept that offer or not. It is your client's final decision. It is your job to present it. Now, this third one, I'll tell you, I don't know how many times I have witnessed this happen. We are supposed to be the voice of reason. Dear real estate agents out there, we are supposed to be the voice of reason. We are not the ones that are supposed to get our clients all riled up when they are already hearing a bunch of bullshit from the media, right? Because what does the media like to do? They're always like, oh, the market's going to crash. Interest rates are going up. People are going to lose all their homes. Blah, 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 blah. It is like one liner. Uh, it's so, it's so much propaganda, right? Let's look at the stats here. Okay. Let's do some actual research. That's our job, real estate agents. Okay. But do you know how many realtors out there I see and they're like, oh, I'm not doing any business. The, the market sucks. And oh, man, it's not busy at all because the rates went up. Oh, really? Because how, how come some of of us agents are uh, writing deals, listing houses. Why is that? There are always going to be shifts in the market. Interest rates are going to go up. They were never going to stay at 2%. So we need to stop living in that fairy tale world. Now, if you are going to be the voice in your client's ear, getting them even more riled up, like you're going to have a long, depressing career. It's going to be very, very negative. Okay. So, and, and you know, many times I have seen that. I have seen that the agents get so fired up and then they go to their clients and get them so fired up. And it's, it's just like an emotional roller coaster that just goes off the tracks really, really quick. And I totally understand that change for anyone is, can be very difficult. I mean, I love change. I really, really do. And that comes from, my God, we moved almost every year of my life in high school and elementary school. So we had to adapt to change. And honestly, I, I get bored easy. So I, I love change, but my clients don't always love change. Right. And whenever there's a change that has to do with money, people freak out, right? Especially the people that listen to the news because the news will always spin it very negatively. Okay. They don't spin it so that, okay, you know what? Yes. Interest rates did go up, but you know what else is happening? Our immigration numbers in Canada have skyrocketed and they're going to keep growing. And the people that are immigrating to Canada are bringing money. There is wealth and they are buying 
houses. That is going to drive the market. Plus, we have low inventory. What does that mean? There are always people buying houses all the time. There was people buying houses when it was 18, 19% back in the 80s. And by the way, that's never going to fucking happen again. If that did, the entire world would collapse. It would collapse. So stop. Stop for one minute and just sit and take a breather and think logically. Okay. So there is this time to buy right now where I think houses are going to go up. I think house prices are going to go up. Because where we live right now in Saskatchewan, we are still one of the most affordable places, if not the most, for cities to live in Canada. And you know what? We The immigration, it is going up. And what happens with that is rent then goes up. So then it becomes, you know, a question of, hey, maybe... I can't buy a $500,000 house, but I can buy a $4,000 house and my mortgage is still going to be cheaper than my rent because the landlords are going to take advantage, right? They already are. Some of the rent is a, it's insanity. And even though your interest rate is higher, you are still building equity. And if you are so freaked out that you think, oh my God, I think the interest rates are going to go back down to 3%. Maybe they will. Then take a variable mortgage, but get educated. And as real estate agents, it is our job to be the voice of reason. And it is all a mindset reframe, 100%. And I will be honest, there are people in this industry, they shouldn't be in this industry, just like every other industry out there. And it is the ones that they come in when real estate's hot and my dog could basically write an offer. And then when there's a little shift, because there always is, they're just like, oh my God, the real estate market sucks. No, actually, maybe you suck. Like, I'm just being honest. Did you think, oh, wait, 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 were you one of the ones who got into real estate for the lifestyle? Was that it? Because like, I love what agents say, you know what, Heather, I think I want to get into real estate. And I ask them why, and they say, you know what, just for the lifestyle. I'm like, "Mm, what's that? Because all this glamorous shit that you see on Instagram and all these like HGTV shows, that is not reality. And I'm making it my mission along with several several other agents. If you listen to um, my podcast with Madeline Towns, she's another one that is keeping it real. And we want to work with real people. So It is about having open, honest conversations with your clients, okay? Educating them, being the voice of reason. Take a damn breather before you respond, right? Not just be reactive and react from your ego because that goes nowhere. And I tell you in this business, it is all about relationships and not just relationships with clients relationships with other agents. Because I tell you, I have a burn book and I don't forget about it. I don't forget about stuff that happens. Nah. So I just want to wrap this up by saying, dear real estate agents, you got to pull yourself together. You got to take a real hard look at how you are reacting to things. 
Are you falling into the negative constant? I call CNN, the constant negative news, right? Are you filling your clients' heads with that? Is this actually the industry for you? Because maybe it isn't. And that's the thing. In real estate, you don't have a boss telling you, you know what, this just isn't working out for you. And you know what? We can all go through real slumps, right? I mean, I did in the past. I went through like, you know, some mindset things. I hired a coach. I've always had a coach. I mean, the biggest thing missing in coaching when they say you're coaching real estate agents is the actual mindset. And when I coach realtors, I'm not coaching them how to sell real estate. They know that. It is pretty much 90% about reframing what they say, how they talk, you know, basically rewiring how they think because so many of them come from a scarcity mindset um, and building that confidence and saying yes to themselves right? Saying yes to themselves to build this awesome business that they went into and get back to their why. So I'm going to leave you with that. I'm going to go pick up my dogs and I hope you have a fabulous day. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Hustle Culture Hater Club podcast. Stay connected with us directly through the HCHC.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram at Instagram.com slash the Hustle Culture Hater Club. If you'd like to speak with us, please send us an email through podcast at the HCHC.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Don't forget to like and subscribe and stay fully up to date. Until next time.